Blog Talk Radio. October 28th, 2015, October 28, 2015, October 28, 2015, a cold, rainy, gray day here in Toronto. I'll never be a professional. Anyway, here's what I want to talk about. I see a lot of articles posted on Twitter that list the things that super successful people do that nobody else does. Super successful people. And I was thinking, therefore, that you could turn these articles into a bunch of of cultural interview questions that would, you know, separate the sheep from the goats. You want to hire super successful people. So I took a good look at these articles and a few of them, and I decided that I was right. I was right. There's some good questions here, but only if you want to hire robots, robots instead of human beings. And I'm going to prove it to you. Look, here's a few items from an article called 50. Dean, one five things successful people never say at work. Number one, they never gossip about other people. Now, if someone asked me in an interview if I think it's okay to gossip, I would have a problem because Tolstoy, Tolstoy, I don't know why I'm going crazy, but Tolstoy said that literature is just well-written gossip. At least, that's what I remember. I think he said it, okay? And I think it's true, even if Tolstoy didn't say it. How are you going to learn anything in life if you don't talk about other people? Look, what's the Bible? Is that gossip? I think so. Here's the number two thing that successful people never say. They never say no. They never say no when someone asks for help. And they never say no to a learning opportunity. But you know what? I'd have a problem with that question, too. Do you ever say no? Because there's another article. It's called What All Successful People Have in Common. And what is it? The power to say no. Okay? I'm shrieking. I'm sorry. I don't know why. I'm an excitable person. The number three thing successful people do, they never complain. They don't talk about... (laughs) Number four, I'll just list a whole bunch of them. They don't talk about their personal lives. They never say mean things to their colleagues. They never say things to please other people. (laughs) They never make offensive statements, even in jest. And here's... A few more from another article. Nine things very successful people do. Hi, Jerry. Jerry's back. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Interrupt me. That's really good, okay? I'm just getting my mojo on at the climax, and you start whistling in my intro. Don't do that, okay? Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to eat chips or something to let me know I, you were I, back. I told you I would give you a discreet signal yeah, that I was that back, and you turned it into some big like circus you, here. You'd be eating in the background. I grabbed a box of triscuits. No, wheat thins. You're going, to eat those, you're going to eat that dry stuff, and when it comes to time to do the shout in a minute, you won't be able to do it, okay? Let's you're just do it right now. Let's okay, go. look, and here's a few more ideas from an article called Nine Things. Very successful people never do. There's a million of these articles, okay? 
successful people never say yes when they mean no. They never interrupt. They're never late. They're never resentful. Now, I want to know how many people you would hire if you judge them according to these standards. You know how many? None! At least that's what I say. Nobody! But maybe someone else has a different opinion on Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Thank you for everything that you do for this community. Thank you. Everything that you do. Which, if I do, what? I was just going to say, for everything you do for our community, which is mostly pointing out stuff that other people said that's slightly controversial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we really need a guy to do that, and you're just the man for it. I mean, you're a big compliment. Thanks. Thanks, pal. Now, Jerry, I just want to let everybody know Jerry's not going to be. He's not going to be here next week. So, Jerry fans, take note. You don't Sorry, have to Sorry, everybody. Talk. I will I be um, – we have a use-it-or-lose-it vacation policy here. Otherwise, I wouldn't be taking the time off. But, if I, you know, if I can't get paid for it, if I can't cash it in, if I can't roll it over, I'm using it. So okay. I'm going to go to South Dakota, and I'm going to, I'm going to wear some <laughs> uh, blaze orange clothing and uh, try to not get shot by all my buddies. Good. Good, good thinking. Don't drink out there when you have guns in your hand, okay? Now, look. Drinking is for after the hunt, animal. After the hunt. Okay. Before our guest comes out today, I'd like to thank him for coming on because he lives in Seattle, I think, but he had to fly to Atlanta because his father is sick in the hospital, and he still made time to come on the show, okay? So that's really nice of him. His name is Todd Davis, T-O-D-D-D-A-I-S. I am here and definitely awake now after that intro. That was crazy. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Animal. Hey. Hello. Okay. Hola. So, I had one question, do- Jerry. Are you going to uh, to go hunt pheasant or quail? Or, pheasant. Or is it pheasant, yeah. Yes, pheasant. So that's what I grew up doing with my father is that uh, we used to go uh, – Go quail and pheasant hunting was our big thing, and dove hunting here in Georgia. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we uh, go out each year, and it's just a just a great time. It's just super. Always love it. You want to wreck the yep, show before yep. it even starts talking about hunting? Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry to talk about stuff that you guys probably don't do in Canada because you're not allowed to actually be responsible enough to have guns. Guns. Yeah, they have guns in the country. Okay, look, I'm going to do part of the introduction. <laughs> Registered. This guy well, I was wondering if, if you – did you buy that hey. thing that's on your head in the pictures? Hey, or forget did you it, okay? That? I got it. <laughs> you know what? That hat is artificial. I got it at Winners okay. for $12, okay? And look, it's okay. called American Heartlands. You can check it online. That's the brand, American Heartlands, not Canadian. Okay, i got to start the show. This guy is, calls himself um, – the Candidate Gen on Twitter, The Candidate G-E-N. His website is thecandidategenerator.com. His name is Todd Davis again. He lives in Seattle, I guess, and he's on the Sourcing 7 board in Seattle. I don't know what that is. He'll tell us in a second. He's also a SourceCon All-Star, meaning that he's one of the highest-rated speakers ever in the history 
of the Great SourceCon uh, conference, and he calls himself a therapist for LinkedIn addiction. I think he started the 12-step program for recruiters who have got a problem with LinkedIn. Did I miss anything else, Todd? Uh, I I think that's that's pretty much it. I, I currently work for the uh, Madrona Venture Capital Group in in Seattle, um, uh, which is a venture venture capital firm. So okay, so you're that, with a venture capital firm. On. We've never had anybody uh, with that kind of background, and I'm really curious about that. But the first thing I want to talk about is not hunting, but it is a bit irrelevant. We had two big fights, and I'll talk about it anyway. We had two big fights on the Facebook group today, and one of them is a topic that I ask people about on the show. When do you get up in the morning? And this article from uh, Business Insider, Business Insider said it's great to get up at 6 a.m. And you know what? I used to go to bed real late and get up late. Now I go to bed earlier and I get up real early. I don't notice any difference. I don't think it's so great. People got real mad at me for saying something like that. When do you go to bed and get up, Todd? So, you know, it's kind of interesting because I was reading an article about that as well. And they say that Can you pep it up? Can you pep it up? Can you pep it up a bit? Sound like you're excited to be here, okay? I am excited. So I sound it. You don't sound like you're excited. I'm not okay. feeling it. Um, so what I was going to say, <laughs> say is that um, super successful people go to don't sleep uh, more than five hours a night. Me, I usually go to bed around 1130, and then my cats wake me up. Well, actually, my wife's cats wake me up around 430 in the morning. So uh, I get up, feed them, and get started by five and typically go running. So, Oh, my goodness. I know. Mm. I know. Mm. Tell me about I lay that. in bed until I feel so guilty for laying in bed. I roll out. Yeah, but I make up for it by sleeping at work. So you mm-hmm. know, it's, um, I don't think you, know. you. I thought your wife brings you coffee in bed. You don't even have to get out of bed. Right. Right. And okay. then I feel guilty. I'm I'm there in bed having coffee, watching Fox News, Megyn Kelly. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Anyway, the next thing is also a bit sorry. Uh, I know this is a slow build up to the show, but I just wanted to talk about this. The other topic was crap craplicants. Lori Rudin. Oh, great jeez. I am a fan of hers. Okay. She posted let's, an article. Let's have a quick shout out for her return, though. I haven't heard from about her in months. Okay. Anyway. She's got her high horse today about recruiters who call people craplicants. She can call people any goddamn thing she wants, you know? That's how she talks. She's a rough talker. But, you know, she says, if you get candidates who are moms, they've been away from work for a few years, and then they think they can run the company, or old guys who apply for everything, and you call them craplicants, you're a bad person. Now, there's two issues here. I thought craplicants was a term that belonged to this show. She didn't give Michael Cox credit for it. Maybe other people use it as well. That's number one. And lots of people said it was really a terrible thing to do, call people craplicants, you know, even if we think it's funny and they never find out. So I said, what do you call them? And this one girl told me, no-nos. Is that better? He's a (laughs) no-no. No-nos. A boo-boo. Yeah, a boo-boo. That makes sound like baby talk. Anybody want to comment, or should I just move on? Well, I, uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize for having introduced the term, but you know, I'm not using it to mention or to to describe people's age, gender, or parental status. He's covering it, his ass now. <laughs> okay, no, 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 Mike, no. Go ahead. It, it's it's something that that uh, an associate of mine some time ago used to describe people that just apply for every position 
or for positions that they don't qualify for. Mm-hmm. It has it nothing to do with a person, but rather something that they do. Okay, thank you. Okay, I'll go back to the guest now. I'll ask him his first question. Uh, Todd Davis is a popular speaker, and my impression is, though, from reading some of the things he's written, is that he thinks conference organizers are exploiting the speakers. Is that something you want to talk about, Todd? Get off your chest. You don't have to. Here we go. No, this is good. Um, yeah, and I think exploited is a, is a, is a harsh term, but um, I do think that – You know what? Can't you tell from what I just said? We like harsh terms. They're very clear. They don't <laughs> muck around. They say what they think. Go ahead. Okay. So I do think that uh, the success of these conferences are on the backs of a lot of hardworking recruiters and sourcers that you know, pay their own way to get there and you know, pay for the hotel – they put their time in to do a great presentation. And then for the most part, a lot of them aren't reimbursed. And, and you know, the win is, or supposedly what we get out of it, is a, is a raise in our awareness of who we are and helps us with our job search and those sorts of things. But I, I do think at a certain point when, when uh, you know, these conferences are charging over $1,000 per person and they have, um, you know, sponsors and they're making money hand over fist, I think it's time to at least look at, you know, you know, pushing something back towards recruiters. It's like paying college athletes. I, you know, that's another controversial subject, but I believe totally when these athletes are making a ton of money for the universities and they're starving and they can only have a little bit of money to get pizza, they should be reimbursed. And a lot of these recruiters don't make a ton of money and they're just trying to make a name okay, for themselves. Okay, put your violin so away, okay? Yeah. Enough. We got the point. Yeah. Anybody right. want to comment? Anybody want to comment? No. Okay. If, you're, if the recruiter isn't making enough money to do that kind of stuff for free, they shouldn't be up there telling me about how to make money. Okay. Well, you know, these are corporate well, recruiters, Jerry. They're not headhunters like you. Oh, not, yes. Okay. I got okay. you. Okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah, but Todd you, gives away free. Can you take that out of the tape? You got, on your, uh, you got some stuff on your, on your Twitter page about free training you're going to give away. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, but I want to back up real quick. It's like, you know, what what is what is if they're not making enough money, you know, they shouldn't be up there telling me how to make money. So what do you define as enough money for somebody? Well, and, I, and which cost of living, which location? What's to clarify, though, I thought yeah. for some reason I, I took it from a third-party recruiter's perspective. Mm-hmm. So if the third-party recruiters are commission-based. Yeah. So there's the, that difference between that and, and yeah, don't what drag you might... this out, okay? We get it. Okay, I'm not going to reply at all. That's good, okay? Yeah, guys, shove it. on a limited budget, and they should at least pay for his plane fare. I didn't limited know they did Limited budget. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, no, they should. I agree. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. You know, freebie training. You know, you don't have to advertise it. I'm giving you an opportunity here, and I'm not charging you, and you don't have to fly here to tell people. You want to do an advertisement for yourself? Go ahead. Yeah, and I think, you know, this kind of ties into the whole thing about speaking and presenting as well, is that I think that um, as far as I started off actually selling the training and then just kind of realized through, throughout it, like, number one, people, even though I'm a high-ranked SourceCon speaker, whatever that's worth, um, I, you know, I don't think people really know who I am, and also I want to give back to the community, so I went ahead and made my, uh, my training class for free. It's two hours of training on how to source from Facebook, which is a whole other story about the LinkedIn addiction and how uh-huh. people are ignoring the We're numbers. You know, about when talk about this is just an ad. We're going to talk about what? some of these topics. That's what you sent me to talk about. But you've yeah. got an, you've yeah. got a okay. How do they register? You know, when is it going to be for this free Facebook sourcing training? 
uh, on demand on my website. So you can go there and you sign up once. It's it's for free. Get, download it. It's yours for a lifetime. And then I'm updating it on a regular basis. Just made the an update last night. The candidate generator. The candidate generator. You know what? I yep. should talk to people before they come on the show and tell certain people that they should take Red Bull or something like that before they get here. Because I know you're excited. I know you're passionate. But even Jerry said, you're not putting it across, okay? Talk louder, or I don't care what you do, but I want people to feel your excitement, okay? Like, pretend you're an actor. And you also have paid <laughs> training. CandidateGenerator.com. Now, you said you're a LinkedIn therapist, like a therapist for LinkedIn addiction. What does that mean? What's wrong with LinkedIn? Uh, what's the, you know, in terms of the energy and those sorts of things, it's kind of funny. Like people, you know, you're saying being hyped up and pumped up and all those sorts of things. It's like I, I'm getting there, but um, I think starting off the conversation about um, how many hours I sleep per night and those sorts of things got me thinking about rest. But um, so if we want to talk too. about ex- <laughs> if we want to talk about LinkedIn, it's, it's definitely something I can talk about. Essentially, what we're looking at is like social media or silos of data, right? So if you're looking at how much data is in each silo, you're talking about billions that are within Facebook and millions that are within LinkedIn. And so if we're, if we're smart recruiters, whether agency or corporate, we should go where the, where the talent, where the numbers are, and, and source from those locations. But LinkedIn has become such a great marketing machine that we're automatically – Told that we Hold are on. To you know what? There's there. numbers and there's numbers. Don't try to fool me with numbers, okay? LinkedIn is a professional uh, database. So you're going to get people who are not grandparents or really old grandparents. They're not little kids. They're, you know, working people, professional people that are worth searching for. I'm thankful The non crap is what you're talking about. You got everybody really? and in so, so. So you've bought into it, and you've been brainwashed too, and I feel really bad about it. So we'll do an intervention here on the Animal Show and make sure that, that at least I can try to at least start the process of helping you get back to, uh, you know, thinking differently. And you know, Animal, we is, love you. That's why we're we, here today. We, we do, yeah, and we're here to, to, to help you along. We love you. We want to invest in you. Obviously, you've done a lot for the community. Mm-hmm. So here's my chance to give back to you. Um, applicants are, you know, in terms of reaching out to people on LinkedIn, people are tired of getting in mails. You can go around that. You can try other ways to reach out to them. But actually, I really believe that LinkedIn has been played out. We're told that they're professional, you know, professional people that we want to reach out to that, that are there because they're looking for a job or they want their professional persona. But do we, you know, as recruiters, have we become so blind and so stupid that, where you're just like automatically assuming that this is where we should go just because that's what we're told is residing within LinkedIn. Whereas with a billion different pieces of data points and information within Facebook, we can find people and more information on people easy okay, with less okay, money. Okay, okay, I mean, okay, okay. I let you that's make ridiculous. a speech. I let you make a speech. I let you make a speech. Disco was down in the States to see a baseball game or something. Going to give him some uh, a shout for that. Look, Give us a story about recruiting on Facebook and how you found people there who you would not necessarily have found on LinkedIn, okay? Make it a real live story. Do you have one, yes or no? Yes, I do, of course. Go ahead. I mean, and it's, Go ahead. It's one of those, I mean, we, I actually worked with the developers so we could actually develop a tool that would be easier to source from it. So, with, like, for instance, there are a couple of different ways, and I feel like I'm talking, you know, I should start with, like, one-on-one, but – 
there are a couple of different things when you're approaching Facebook. So I just helped Booster Fuels, one of our um, companies within our portfolio. It's a uh, seed round investment. Um, do a search within Facebook for potential clients. So what we're talking about is not only for Facebook are we going to be using it for recruiting, but also for sales and marketing purposes. And as a good sourcer and a good recruiter, you should be applying sales and marketing techniques to whatever you're doing. And so what I did is that within Texas where they're launching their business, I was able to go in, find people from their specific company with the specific titles residing in the specific town and pull that list out and then set up an advertising campaign to actually reach out directly to those people on Facebook. Now, I don't believe it, and I'm going to tell you here. I, let me talk, okay? I run that group, RecruitingDirectTricks.com, on Facebook. Jerry's got a group as yeah. well, okay? Now, he can, he can talk after me. I get applications from people every day to, for membership in my group, and I look at their Facebook profiles, and they don't list if they're recruiters or where they work half the time or anything like that. I don't know where you're getting that information. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, and you shouldn't be running a Facebook page with recruiting tricks if you don't know exactly how to pull back that data. I'll send over a, a spreadsheet right now. Oh! We can go on live right now if you want, and I'll pull up a. We'll do a live search, and we'll pull out a whole Just list. Tell us it's how to do it. In there. In addition to that, you don't see their phone numbers, their Skype, uh, their Skype addresses, their website addresses. That it's all embedded within their their Facebook pages. And my tool, and what we can do, we can pull that crap out. And what you're doing is building intelligence data. And then, if you want to go old school, instead of like figuring out contacting them on Facebook, which just changed yesterday, which I'm sure you're aware of with Messenger and the changes, is that you could actually look up the corporate number, and then you have your call list already set up uh, for you. But, it's, hey, hey, if you guys want and if people really want to go ahead and spend all that money and you have the budget for LinkedIn Recruiter or to send emails, go ahead. And, and we'll see where it is in the next two to three years. But I'm telling you, with the changes to Messenger and Facebook and how we're going to be able to communicate, it's time to make a fundamental change. And people are not on board with it because they've been sold a bill of goods in, in, in terms of using LinkedIn. Okay, you don't it's have just, to repeat yourself ridiculous. on this show. You know? We're not dummies here, okay? We, if you say something once or twice, you don't have to say it nine times before we get it. Uh, yeah, other forces well, me well, to interrupt I feel you, like I have to. and then people tell me I'm not nice. I am nice. I'm doing everybody a favor. I'm cutting you short when David you don't have to Byrne, say more. No, in the words of David Byrne, say something <laughs> once, why say it again? Yeah, okay. Because most of the time people aren't listening the first time. Yeah, okay, okay. You, maybe you're right, but they could replay this, okay? Now, look, you're telling us two different things. There's information in the profiles on Facebook that we can't see, but you can actually get access to it with this secret tool, the secret machine that you've invented, okay? That's number one. Number two is this new change in Facebook uh, Somehow its, its search engine has changed. So I want you to tell us separately about both those things. Is this tool that you've invented accessible to other people? Do they have to buy it? Can they download it? How does it work? Okay, so first you can handcraft your search strings, but recruiters and sources have become lazy, so they don't know how to use uh, Facebook uh, graph search to craft strings. So, yes, I created a tool so it would be, drop-down menus, and it would be easier. It's, it's the Facebook, uh, it's F-B-U-I-D uh, Pro, and people can go on my website and, and pull it out. Um, Hold on, F-B-U-I-D Pro. Dot com, or yeah. is it? Yeah. 
Disc scraper, okay. and now, it's by AutoQuick. UID, it always sounds like a birth control device to me. What, what does it mean, UID? <laughs> <laughs> That's all, yeah, I never thought about it that way. Now it's really awkward. Um, it's actually the user ID. So, you know, every Facebook profile has a user ID, and so it's basically scraping all the, uh, all the information from the U, associated with that UID. So um, is what's happening. And it's, I'm not making any money off of it, but I had a developer who was a non-recruiter who already developed the tool, customized it for recruiters at $20. So that's it. It's, it's available through my website. I can get you the link. I just so wanted for something to bucks, for recruiting. Hold on. For 20 yeah. bucks, what do you get? Like, what can you get from if somebody applies to me mm-hmm. for my, for the recruitingtricks.com and and I go to see their Facebook profile, which is time consuming, <laughs> and you know they've got nothing there. If I pay twenty bucks for this tool, what's it going to tell me? Right. So it's a Chrome extension that uh, that you download and access it from the from the toolbar. And you can go in and you can uh, set up your search because, like I said, a lot of recruiters now are LinkedIn dependent, LinkedIn habit. They they do their searches, blah, blah, blah. They don't know how to craft a search anymore. This will let you do a drop-down, and you can uh, search for a person at a specific company, by a specific title, by a specific location, where they lived previously, in their education, and some other factors. And it will pull back all those results in Facebook. And then you can actually scrape those results to a CSV file which then you can download and manipulate however you want to manipulate What's a CSV it. file? What's a CSV it's, file? Seriously? Um, it's There's a people Microsoft who Excel. don't know. you got to know. There's people I, who don't know. And then know. you're telling me that I, I'm, you're complaining that I'm repeating things over again, but it's like I, I understand the audience, and, and I understand a lot of people, and I'm trying to help because I think a lot of people have fallen into this malaise. Um, so it is a basically a Microsoft Excel file that you can uh, download and keep all that data on your desktop, or you can upload it to um, Google Sheets to manipulate in other ways as well. So that's what the tool does. And then what the change to Facebook is, so everything around LinkedIn is about you know, LinkedIn in-mails. So with Facebook, people were concerned, like, I don't want to con- uh, contact people on Facebook because that's their personal domain. And everybody got this stuck in their mind and they couldn't get past it. Well, what Messenger's done now is in the next few days, they're rolling it out to where you can send, and Facebook Messenger within Facebook is, is within Facebook and then a standalone um, website as well. What you're going to be able to do is send a person uh, a message that you're not connected to, that you're not friends with um, through Messenger, and it will go into um, a, a uh, folder for them that they can review, just like, a, just like an email, just like an email. They can review it without your knowledge. You know, you won't know unless you've got, you know, you won't know just like an email unless you've got some tracking software. And they can choose to respond to you or not. So now you, your comfort level is going to be set on how to communicate people uh, to communicate to people inside of Facebook. There's no more reasons why you shouldn't be using Facebook to source people and to recruit people, unless you just want to pay a ton of money and get poor results on. LinkedIn, or if you're, you know, I, I just, I don't understand anymore. I don't understand why we've gotten to the point to where we're so addicted to LinkedIn. Okay. Now, one thing I don't understand, you said that people can do regular graph searches on Facebook if they know how mm-hmm. and get the exact same information that the tool is going to bring them. Is that true? It's true, but people don't know how to do it. They don't know how to craft natural language query. And so natural language versus Boolean. Boolean is what everybody's grown up on. Everyone's grown up on using Google and doing and, or, not, near, etc. 
And so natural language queries within Facebook is just is searching how you talk. So basically going in and putting in queries that are, you know, software engineers at Amazon in Seattle, Washington, who graduated from Stanford um, University. So being able to craft those searches, you can do it by hand, but I will tell you, within the world and within the country, there's probably only a handful of people that can do it well. And, and it's a shame because there's so much power in those, those searches. Because I, I just posted uh, Katrina Collier winning impress on uh, Facebook. I mean, I mean, on Twitter, I think is her, her handle there. But she posted a little article with uh, about six uh, typical Facebook searches. People who work at company XYZ and live in location ABC. That's a reasonable one, right? That's those are great intros into the power that can that that. Uh, well, but those are only are intros, like engineers who work at McDonnell Douglas and live in Washington D.C. Uh, that's very simple. You can get much more complex than that. We can. I mean, you can go into education. You can go into where they lived previously. So, for instance, like if you wanted to, um, if you're trying, like in Seattle, it's really hard, and in the Bay Area, it's really hard to bring local talent into your company. So you start looking at areas outside of, of, of Seattle or the Bay Area, and you want to see where a person was like originally from Seattle but moved to New York for whatever reason. And if you want to recruit those people back, it's really helpful to be able to craft the search to see where they live currently, which is New York, and that they were originally from Seattle. So when you What's reach that out gonna and make look that like? call. What's that going to look like? Give us an example. Do people want to hear this? There's people on the line. Is this the kind of stuff you want to hear? Nobody's you're, saying a word. You're kind of losing me, and I think I'm a pretty good uh, indicator of the... Why uh, Why am I losing you? Uh, don't you I want just, to know how to search on Facebook? <clears throat> you know, that's I all I can say. Uh, I want to know. I want right. to know. Tell, tell me how you'd ser- write that in for people who used to live in, in Seattle but now live in New York, so you can you know call mm. those people see if they want to come home. How would you do that? Yeah, no, and it's it's simple. So there's a there's an easy way to actually put that together. So what we're looking at is that so for instance, if we're looking for their current job is going to be a software engineer, we'll just say that, and um, we're going to say that they live currently in New York, and after that we're going to put in uh, lived previously in Seattle. So if you're handcrafting that, it's going to be uh, software engineers in New York City who are originally from. Seattle and putting that together. Now, I'll tell you that it's easier to use the tool to put that together because a lot of people will have problems with the syntax and other issues and won't get back the results that they need. Um, and then, you know, you could expand that further out and saying who also, um, you know, speaks Spanish or, uh, or um, their education could be in computer science or those sorts of things. And additionally, you could also break it down to to people who like a certain uh, group within Facebook, you know, and really be able to narrow your searches down for sure. Okay. Is Jackie Clayton on the line by any chance? Because she's giving me some freaking me out converse, you know, uh, feedback. Yeah, I'll, find, on I'll find out for you, Animal. Jackie says, Clayton, are you on the line? <laughs> she says, she says, See? candidate, the candidate, Jen. There cool. she is. Is she? She said she's actually buying the, the software, so I'll follow up with her directly and for okay. free software. No, no. She it's just said it's awesome. Easy. She said your your tool is freaking awesome, and you know freaking stands for another word. And now she tells me a little uh, later, it looks like she's saying that the show is dragging, and uh, somebody you know uh, Derek Zeller's is better last week. I think this is good information. 
How do how come I have to go against everybody all the time? Who else is going to give you this stuff? This is amazing. Well, I think it's amazing information. Okay. Well, it, it, it may be a little, it may audience. be a little heady. You know, it may be a little like over the heads of, of you know, some people, and it ironic. can be a little bit boring and dry. So I mean, you know what? Isn't it ironic? Our friend Resume Strategy. I posted something from her today saying that when the information gets a little too uh, intelligent. Jerry says I'm tuning out. Okay, that was she must have posted that five years ago, and it's still true today. Okay. Well, let's let me talk move. about Madrona then. I'm just not a sourcer. I'm a recruiter too. I do executive. I do whatever. We can talk about a lot of different things. No, no, no. You know what? You can. Call, I want to talk about what I want to talk about. You can come back another time. But there's something all to break it up. You know, so the people, uh, you know, don't go south on me. Chrome extensions. You say they're bad. They're bad for new people. They dumb down recruiters and sourcers. They're making them stupid. You want to talk about that? Because here you yep, are, and Ron, you're selling us. You're selling us a Chrome extension, and you're telling us well, maybe you have to be above a certain age to use it. Is that what you're saying? No. What's kind of funny is like um, my good friend friend Dean DaCosta, who's been on the show uh, yesterday, called in, called me up, and ripped me a new one, and called me a hypocrite, and all these sorts of things. And I love him to death, but we we pretty much went toe-to-toe and blood was drawn um, because I did post a thing saying there's false hope in all these tools. You go to these conferences, you go to these things, and uh, and people are just throwing up PowerPoints of, like, here are all these tools and blah, 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 but they don't give anybody any methodology. And then when you ask the audience how many are brand-new sources or brand-new recruiters, the hands go up, and you're, like, feeding them all this information with no way to use it, no process on how to use them, and you're going to be randomizing recruiters' time and, and everything else. And so I believe tools and other things, are, extensions, are very useful. But we need to be more responsible as senior recruiters and sourcers to provide a methodology, to provide a process. What are you talking about? Everybody, everybody talks in general terms. What do you mean? Give us one example, okay, a real example. Do you have one, yes or no? Well, I don't know what you mean by real example. I mean, uh, in okay. terms of well, like you know what I mean. You're saying things- okay, then you don't have it. That uh, let me. I'll, I'll be smart this time. It's a no. You say you're a, a, a recruiter as well as a sourcer. Now, there's a, a stupid idiocy in the sourcing field these days. They want to call people who have to recruit people. They want to call them sourcers. It's it's, a, it's idiotic. Okay, all the thought leaders are into that too. Uh, anyway, but I want to know how you make first contact with candidates, whether you're calling yourself a sourcer when you do it or a recruiter, I don't care. Is it phone, email, text? What do you do? Yeah, so it's it's all the above, and that's the crazy thing is, like, I think people get into bad habits where, like, we only do email or we only do phone or we only do this, and it's like whatever the situ- situation holds. How do you, you should, decide? You know, How do you decide? How what information is available? Like, if you can get to a corporate phone number easier than finding someone's email address, like, if it's going to take five steps to get to someone's email address, but you can pull up the corporate phone number in one step, then call in. Don't sit there and try to pull up an email address and waste your time. You know, just make a call, you know, and that's that's the best thing that you can do. I, I I, it frustrates well, I the hell out message. of me. That, we got that, the message. We got the message. Remember yeah. what I told you, okay? Now, well, with, I, with, I know you get it. I just don't know about other people. I'm That's not a genius, concern. okay? I am not a genius. <laughs> I'm a very ordinary person. If I get it, that's why I assume my audience gets it. Now, Jerry might be a rung lower, okay? He can't even uh, absorb a conversation about how to recruit on Facebook. What? I can't believe it. 
You talking about me? Yeah, I am. You woke up, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, and you're taking it out on my guest. You're falling asleep because you don't get any sleep. Hey. Hi, Jackie. Hi. Jackie, you want to tell us why you're complaining about the show? What's so no. boring about it? No, the the thing that's that's he's already done it. He's created this mass. We don't have to talk about how to do it. Just use this tool. And I look at a lot of tools, and I'm telling you, this thing. It, and he's right because with the dumbing down of recruiters from all the tools that I write about. Thank goodness. It, he's already <laughs> done it. So let's just talk about cool stuff. All right. What's the What's the link to this uh, tool? Yeah, um, it's it's a Chrome extension. So the best way to do it is to go to my website. I'll put it's out there. I'll make sure it's on the front page after we get off of here, and people can download it. But it's the FB um, Facebook UID Scraper Pro by AutoClick. I'll what send it is. you the so. I'll send you the link. I'll put the link. Post up. it on Twitter right now. You're busy criticizing me on Twitter. Why can't I, you post the link to this? Okay. I have nothing but love. Uh, 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 hold on a second. I'm not so dumb. Todd, did you pay her to come on this show and promote your stuff? Is she a show? <laughs> no, he, he didn't even you, pay you, me to post the stuff. Are you kidding me? No. You remember, remember when we were talking about how recruiters don't have enough money to fly to conferences and talk? You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the poor ones. I, I guess I'm doing something wrong and eat Jerry's like yeah, Jerry, Jedi Jerry training. Look down, Jerry looks down on you, okay? so No, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, look, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite, you know, since we're talking about contacting people, everybody's got a favorite tool for finding someone's email. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, oh, oh. hold on. I thought we were supposed to to avoid tool talk. No. No. I've got one right here, 414 Avenue Street West, Toronto, Ontario, has a thing called FacebookIDScraper.com. FacebookIDScraper.com, is that you or is that somebody else? There's there are a bunch of knockoffs, so I need to give you the the right one to make sure that people get it. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this out. out right now. Oh, you did good. Yeah. Okay. Thank and you. I'll send you I'll the article I'll, that okay. talks about it and how it works. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Tell us like what's it. your favorite. How do I want to know? I got a guy on the line. I can get some free advice. How do you find someone's email address at work or at home? I don't care. Okay. And and I want to thank Talent Talks, Kelly Blockdyke. She said, people are enamored with fancy tools when they should be building confidence with basic techniques. I just wanted him to tell us some basic techniques, but the people don't want it, Kelly. That's why we need these tools, okay? And I met Kelly. Just let me say I will endorse her. She and her husband are both fun people, interesting people, okay? There you go. Good people. Okay? Now, Now, what's the best thing that you use? Todd Davis, the candidate Jen, for you know finding someone's email address. Okay, you had it like ten minutes to think about it. I asked ten minutes ago, no. and I still don't have an answer. Well, because there's like conflicting messages. Like people are getting tired of hearing tools. And no, you're listening to me. So I'm, I'm in charge of this show. It sounds like Jackie's in charge of the show, but um... <laughs> she might think so. Go ahead, spit it out. You're killing me, okay? You're killing my eyes. So, so here, here we are again. We're talking about, and this is where Dean's going to flame me again. Like after we get off the show, it's like it's. I, I have problems with tools, and we talk about tools. Well, I know it's it's a catch twenty two. So more importantly, in terms of one magic tool, what you need to know is you shouldn't use more than four steps to get to your email address. 
And however, whatever tools you use within those four steps, it doesn't matter. So you can be using Profit. You could use even Connectifier is still good. Or it could be BlockSpring. Or it could be any of those sorts of things. But you've got to figure out what works best for you and do it within four steps or you're randomizing your time. So What do you use? Well, Remember the question I asked I you? I use all those. I, I, so I use all those. So if I'm doing a Facebook uh, sourcing thing, what I do is I pull back the list in the CSV. If we remember, that's Microsoft Excel. I upload it to Google Sheets. It's now a web document. Then I can use my extensions on it. This is where people are going to sleep right now. And then what I do is that I highlight the names that I want to contact, and I use – typically I'm using Profit. I use Connectifier. I use um, – I, there's some others that are not that good, to be completely honest with you. And then I also use some of the uh, email permutators that actually create, like, the um, corporate email string for these people. What, what? But this honestly, it's easier just to reach out and call them. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a variety of different things to do. Another great tool, and I need, we're talking about tools, and I want people to be thoughtful. Instead of just getting the email and making the uh, thing on the email, they should use uh, tools like Crystal, uh, which is all this new kind of technology that's coming. It's not. People call it hocus pocus, but it's not. It's using um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, to determine a person's online personality and, and such before reaching out to them. will give you the templates on how to contact them. It's uh, smart. Uh-huh. It's the future. You know what? My and respect for you. My respect for you just dropped a degree. Doesn't mean I don't respect you, but it's just not as high as it was a few minutes ago. Okay. Now, look. I just want to understand <laughs> what you told us. You use your uh, uh, Facebook IUD and you or UID, whatever it is, <laughs> and you go there and you scrape all this information about the candidates that you're looking for. But the email yep. address, the email address you're telling us now is not in that information. You have to download it to this Excel spreadsheet, then upload it to Google Drive or someplace like that, Google Sheets, and, and then use this, these Google extensions on them. Is that what you told us? It's a complex so, process. So so I'm oper- operating off the assumption that the first part of where I said that you can contact people through Facebook coming up over the next couple of days through Messenger is going to change. That's what you should do. That's how you should start thinking about crafting well-thought-out messages using Crystal, using some others, and craft really, you know, really good emails and really good communications to these people through Facebook because Messenger is changing. Our phobias need to drop. If you're not doing that and you're asking me, like, if you want to get an email address, yeah, I upload it to Google Sheets, and that way it's a web document so I can actually, you know, use my Chrome extensions to research the person's name. And I can do it within four steps at the maximum maximum four steps to get to the email address using a variety of different tools. And now those tools will vary depending on the type of search I'm doing. You know, if you run a Facebook search for like commonplace, ambiguous kind of software engineers at Amazon, you can go in and use Connectifier and it's going to work great. People don't like to talk about Connectifier, but it works. You know, well, you is, it not free anymore. is it still free or is it $500 a month? It's still free for me. I'm not paying for it, but the searches you have to pay for if you exceed a certain number within their database, and that's where they're going to make their money. And so things may change, but profit's still free. Um, you know, and if you're if you're still really smart in terms of how you can source, you can actually you know right click, highlight the name, right click, and search them on Google and uh, put together a search string using the, the the wild card, and you can usually pull up people's email addresses. The information's out there. I just did a 300 person. Uh, search for the Madrona 20th anniversary party um, list that was used with some really cool technology, and I did it in under a day. 
and so you can do this stuff. It's just you guys got to be disciplined about it, you know. And and we we clog recruiters with all these tools, and they don't know how to organize it. And I feel bad. I really do, Animal. I mean, it's like I feel like we we as older sourcers and recruiters have done a disservice to the younger recruiters and sourcers coming up. So okay, big question: How many people did you recruit on Twitter last year? Oh my God! I don't like to. I don't use Twitter that way, and and, and you don't have to. Use, I'm not. I'm not teaching on Twitter. You know, I'm not doing that. But you know, I still think it's a viable means. I mean, sure. I mean, but it's not my. It's not my bag. It's, and I don't think everybody has to use every silo of, of well, information. Why isn't Twitter? Sure. Why isn't Twitter your bag? Um, I just. I, I just never focused in on it. I mean, there's some really good information out there for sure. I mean. I created a Google custom search engine to where we can x-ray and pull back that information, but it just, Facebook is really the easiest place. It's got billions of pieces of data. It's easy to search. It's bringing back some great information. I mean, there's, there's so many things that, uh, you know, that I just, you know, I just didn't do it. Maybe that's something I do next. Maybe that's the were next your parents like, thing. Were your parents hippies? At. I never heard anybody use that term. It's not my bag. I don't think I've heard that for I don't know how many years. I mean, I was surprised. Maybe in Seattle they talk like that. I don't, I don't know. Okay. But what about <laughs> yeah. on Pinterest? Well, this, has been, this has been a very controversial topic on this. We had big fights on this show once about Pinterest. Do you use print Pinterest? No. I think it's ridiculous. Okay. There you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got I mean, a question? This guy's got a lot of information. I mean, he's telling me about he how he found 300 a- email addresses and it only took him a day or whatever he said. Uh, anybody got a question? <laughs> anybody got a question? I'm giving you a chance. I don't know why nobody seems to be saying anything today. Maybe it's just you're giving so much good stuff, and then they're so ignorant they've got nothing to say. I have a question. What should you put in that email? Do you customize yours a lot, yes or no? Yes. How do you do it? Always customize, always personalize. How much? Well, you got to you got to remember that I'm working with a VC firm, and you never had a VC recruiter on, and so our focus is more on relationships. So we act as an agency, and we act as kind of the corporate recruiter. But the primary thing is the relationship. So all our all our emails are personalized, and I know that you don't like it, but I'm telling you that Crystal and some of these other tools are very good at helping you craft well thought out emails, and they're going to become. You know, Glenn Caffey and I had a discussion about it at SourceCon. He thinks it's still unproven, but I, I really feel like it's a great way to craft. Well, here's well one time one time Glenn Caffey and I agree about something. Okay, now the thing is, I looked at these things and I posted a number of them on my Facebook group, and it it said, you know, Maureen likes to be con- contacted by phone. Jerry likes to be contacted by email. Do you actually believe that stuff? I, I believe that we should respect people's uh, wishes in terms of how they want but to you be can tell. I, I don't think it can even tell you that stuff, how they want to be contacted. I don't think that information is out there. Okay. It's, it's on not. the LinkedIn page. It's on all the pages. I mean, and the people may put it on their Facebook or otherwise. I mean, they, they have to self-select. You know, I mean. It's, you cold it's, call people. It's, it's you cold depends. call people. When you're recruiting. Yeah. You cold call? Yeah. What, what, is, your, yeah. what is your cold I mean, call? Since you didn't tell us. What, wait, no, your email what does it say? Do you talk about people's hobbies and stuff like that? How do you personalize it? So when I'm reaching out to people, it's all about establishing a relationship. That word, not about, no, it's it's so when you're reaching out to somebody, you know, most of the time, and and I think the 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 fall, and I call it the Amazon syndrome, is that it's like, do you want a job? Click yes or no. 
you know, no one takes the time to craft thoughtful communications anymore regardless. And so get to know the person's profile as much as you can. Hey, 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 do I have to beg? Try to give me an example. You're talking in general terms. Can't you say, yeah, I look up his hobbies. I see he likes hunting in South Dakota every fall, and he plasters all kinds of pictures about it all over the place, and he likes drinking too. Hey, 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 hey. Yep. So I gave an example when I first came on here, and not that I was doing it disingenuous or anything along those lines, but when he talks about hunting, I found a connection, right? You can do the same thing online. You know, Jerry likes to go out. Is that what you'll put in? Yeah. So if you were contacting Jerry, say, hey, Jerry, I saw you hunting next week, or uh, you went hunting recently. I like hunting, too. Is that what you would do? Just change it to more of a business perspective, like, um, Madrona is currently um, looking at doing investments or calling down our recent fund to invest in virtual reality. You have such a, you know, I noticed that you were speaking at X conference. Would love to be a contact of yours and stay in communication about what's going on at Madrona within this particular field. And we start that connection. If we, we, we are in a society where we always, always want something from somebody, but people are genuinely surprised when we're actually wanting to have a legitimate and honest connections. And so, if you phrase your communications that way, it's going to be successful. So you just refer to their business experience and how it relates to what you're interested in doing. It's that, not yes? rocket science. It's not uh-huh. rocket science. And if okay. it was, then we we wouldn't be recruiters. Or at least and what's I your, what, do you use voicemail? I think it's great. If people are kind of um, nervous about calling into companies, like during the day and getting somebody, call in after hours. There's usually phone trees. Learn to craft well-scripted messages and leave those and see if you can get some results and work your way up. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Okay, no, voicemail no, 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 no. is not is not passe. Is that what you're telling us? I don't think it's passe at all, but you know, we also need to change with the generations too. I mean, I'm I'm older. I mean, I've got five granddaughters that are, mm. you know, four and are under. Are you kidding? That's all. You're a craplicant. Yeah, I'm a craplicant. More than you know. Um, uh, I don't think so. so, I mean, I saw your picture. You look like a young man. I I kept wondering what you kept seeing when you're older. Okay, but I won't ask. Don't worry. How old is old? Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I've got the fight. But now things are changing to where, like, my, uh, you know, the the kids nowadays, and now I'm really sounding old, and the whole bag comment kind of comes in this thing. But um, texting how do you want to communicate to someone? Be respectful. Go with the times. Change with the way things are. Learn how to do it appropriately. Do would, do you it well, text someone as, would you text someone as your initial contact? You know, I'm changing on that, Animal. I was really thinking no because it just seems so strange. But the, here I am, a hypocrite, and I, I'm the chief among them. You know, like, you know, say contact people on Facebook. People are like, no, 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 no. It's so different. Texting, yeah, you should consider doing that nowadays. It depends on your audience. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, Glenn Cathy would go against you on that for sure. Okay. Oh, oh sure. No. Sure he would, because I read his article on how to how to contact me. Okay. okay. He's a father. I, I can tell that this isn't a humorous crowd here today. It's too. I didn't hear what too, you said uh, anyway. You're, you're mumbling, Jerry. You're mumbling. I'm not you're mumbling. A today. You're a deadbeat today. You must. You're mumbling. already. How's this He's having now? a sugar crash after all the snacks. He's not going to get paid. He thinks he'll get paid for this kind of performance. <sighs> okay, okay. Now, what about working for a venture capitalist firm? I have been interested. Like, do you guys invest in companies and then recruit their staff? Is that what you're doing? 
Yeah, so um, we do invest in companies. We were the original investors in Amazon back in 1995 with Jeff Bezos. So we both celebrated our 20th uh, anniversaries uh, recently. And we have a portfolio currently of 52 different companies. And our team, um, it, our primary directive is to provide the talent that will help these companies return the investment that we put into it. We just raised our sixth fund of $300 million, and we're calling down that money right now into new investments. So our portfolio is going to expand. Okay, you know, we don't recruit- go off on a tangent. Don't go off on a tangent. I ask you a clear question. If you invest in yeah. company XYZ and you've got some 20-year-old yeah. founder, okay, do you say, look, buddy, you just take a back seat. We're going to get Todd Davis here to recruit some good people for you. Otherwise, we're going to pull that money out. Is that what happens? No, we never threaten, like, with pulling the money, but we do help um, definitely staff up uh, their teams for critical positions. And that okay. runs from, you know, software engineers to executives. Okay, so is there something special about recruiting for a startup that you might, might want to tell us about as opposed to a bigger yeah, company? Yeah, it, it, it's completely different. I mean, you've got a completely different, pardon the pun, animal that we're looking for, you know, that's going to go to work for a startup as opposed to, and Amazon and Microsoft or otherwise. And so mm-hmm. you, you are looking for a different sort of person, for sure. But it's more on the, the intangibles than the actual hard skills. Well, well, you say, see, that's it. When you say we're looking for a different kind of person, but you don't tell us. I have to drag it out of you. That wrecks the show. Okay, let me ask you my first question. Well, no, question. I, I was actually giving a pause because I could continue to talk, but I felt like I was talking too much, and that's why the audience is asleep. Well, you're talking but about the wrong stuff, wrong. okay? So maybe it was good that you paused. <laughs> but what about we always hear if it's a startup, you're going to target young people, not old people. Young people, not old people. Jerry, you got a question? You, crap you, want, you want to stop groaning in the background and ask? Yeah, me I thought I was on mute. You don't know what, you Hold know what on. I thought I was on mute. Bunch of shit. I'm getting sick of this. I'm not on mute. They can suck on a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, question. Jerry. Oh, hello? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, man. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Do you age, what, do you, what, do you what does Jerry actually age? do? I'm, <laughs> what, I'm really that? curious. I'm really curious what can, Jerry actually you know, does. What I do, I'm I've... Now I'm reading articles. We are a uh, Midwest-based consulting firm providing IT contract and direct hire for... Ooh, 12 different states. Uh, we've got employees in probably 20 different companies at the moment. And oh, we stay pretty what? busy. This isn't Jerry. Don't, you know, hey, that's what I did. I'm not interested, okay? I want, I got a few minutes left. This guy's a fount of information. It just takes a little work to get it out of him, okay? I just want to know. Because I've read articles lately, the trend is changing. First, it was uh, you know getting all these young kids into these startups with their bromances and their foosball and their uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Now foosball. they're saying, well, these you know what these these startups what? work better hey. with people who are forty five years old and have some experience. So uh, is age a, yeah. a major factor in in recruiting? For startups, I mean, how do you? What is it? What are these factors that you're looking for when you target when you make your candidate list uh, to recruit people for a startup? Yeah, so you know it's going to depend on the role, but I will say that I think uh, seasoned and experienced workers are a valuable asset to a young startup that doesn't have that business experience. And so, depending on the stage, and we focus in on seed and early round investments is once they reach a certain stage, we need to bring in, you know, those senior operations folks. We need to bring in the senior sales folks and, 
and, and senior engineering folks to really help them take it to the next level, which is either, you know, aiming towards going public or a successful. Yeah, okay. Are you hiring risk takers? Risk takers? Is yes. that what you're looking for? How do you identify a risk yes. taker? How do you identify one, or, or do you just don't know until you get the person on the phone? You, you don't know until you get the person on the phone. You're not going to look at them and see, and usually have to sit down across from them and really, you know, have a deep conversation with them to actually find out, like, are they going to get into a startup and crap out, you know, and, and are they just like a, a startup groupie where they think this is the stage in their career after eight years at Microsoft, it's time for me to go work for a startup, and they go in there and they, you know, and completely screw up, or okay. is this something what that's really – Let me – I'm trying to make it concrete yeah. so someone can – have a walk away, take away some information. What questions do you ask to determine these things? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you were having the conversations, you need to really focus your questions on risk adversity. So, um, honestly, going in the door, you're going to know a little bit if they've been at Microsoft for eight years or if they've been in something along those lines. Amazon's culture is almost like a, a startup in and of itself, and they'll be more inclined to do that. But when having those conversations, you need to ask them, you know, what are your feelings around, you know, if you run out of money, you don't raise your Series A? What happens um, if you're asked to actually do the dishes as well as, you know, make the sales phone calls? How do you feel about these things? And, and you start to really see patterns of behavior and if they're actually going to be somebody who's going to fit into a startup and, and really drive the business forward. I mean, it's, it's not an exact science. Recruiting ever is, but we've, we've got it down to a pretty good, pretty good kind of um, – series of uh, questions and, and such when we picture okay. a person. When you, get them decide, when you decide that someone is not uh, risk uh, uh, comfortable with risk and they won't be happy, how do you turn them off? Last question. Yep. So that's that's one of the really challenging things. And we want to do, and like with everything, we need to do it with, with kindness and courtesy and make sure that we just keep them in the Madrona family and invite them to events and other things that we're doing. We never, ever, uh, you know, cut them off harshly. We do tell them up front, right now I don't think it's a good time for you to look at moving to a startup, and and we need to be up front with that. Um, Okay, hold on a second, Todd. I think I am ready. Why don't you think I'm ready? Well, because you just told me that, you know, your main concern is is that, you know, you've got got these goals you want to accomplish, and they don't align to what, what a startup is. You may not be able to achieve those because the startup may not succeed. You know, you're going to be working these hours, and what you said is that you like to go do your Tai Chi and then pick up your kids from soccer. We want to support you in that, but it may not be necessarily the best thing for, for this environment. And do you, you know, how often do you have to actually have conversations like that where they they press back and you have to say why you're making your decision? We, To be honest with you, most of our – I'd say a small majority of our conversations produce people we feel comfortable referring over and making introductions. It's very wow. few. It's small. Wow. Okay. I mean, we got so much more to talk about. I want you to come back whenever you feel like it, because I don't care if Jerry isn't interested. I don't care if the other people aren't interested. I never said I'm that, interested. dude. I'm interested. You sure like the stereotype stuff, don't you? Is there you? an after show today? Sexist. Is there an after show today? No. Hey, hey, Jerry, are you using a Sweet 16 or 12, or what do you use? Uh, I take a couple guns out there. I like to shoot a different gun each day, but all, all, right. all twelve gauge, all twelve gauge. Remington, Mossberg, uh, Benelli, Remington, Browning, and Remington. There you go. All right, sorry, yeah. animal. I had, it shows uh, you what, no, it shows you what Jerry, where his head is at, and you were wise to try to, you know, 
cultivate them. He says he, he's you know, God doesn't have an after show because he doesn't want to cut you up. Uh, okay, fine. So that's the <laughs> no, last it's thing just I'll... I'm just too busy. Yeah, you're too busy. Okay, okay. So look, your website is thecandidategenerator.com, and you can get that um, Facebook scraping tool there. Jackie Clayton endorsed him, and she wasn't paid. She claimed she wasn't paid for it, okay? I think that's a pretty good endorsement. I'm going to go thereafter. And you've also got a free sourcing course there, and you've also got paid sourcing courses. Am I right? All free. No, no, I thought you got some paid courses. Nope, I just made everything free. So I just want to give back. I know it sounds strange in this day and age, but I want to make people better. So, you know, condemn me if you want. uh, I just opened up 801, just in case you wanted to say something before we go. 801, did you have something you wanted to say? Area code 801? No. Okay. Todd Davis. (laughs) Thank you!